Welcome to Behind the Brand, the podcast that offers a captivating platform for business owners to share their inspiring stories. The Opulent Boys, here we are. Um, thanks so much for joining us, Dan, George, Joel, um, and, and Zach. But yeah, we've, we've thought about this um, for a long time, kicking this podcast off, like a way that we can manufacture uh, conversations, which is really cool. And yeah, there's a very simple decision to try to get you guys on to help us kick this off. Um, you guys have done an incredible job inside this network and I'd love to know yeah, more about it, how he's got started, you know, who you are as people, um, what does Opulent stand for, what are the goals. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, what's Opulent? Who's Opulent? Um, how do you guys meet? Well, we met, we met at the gym. <laughs> crazy enough, right? A lot of time bonding over a barbell, me and you, yeah, remember? That's yeah, strength training for crazy workouts. workouts. But, um, how long ago is this? How many years? Nine years, yeah, yeah, nine a bit, something like that, yeah, yeah. Um, but it was it was pretty quick when we dove into it. We'd only known each other for somewhere between twelve to eighteen months, really, by yeah. the time things kicked off. And um, yeah, discovered F forty five, seen it popping up everywhere, and and went and got a taste for it. And I'll tell you more about that story in a sec. But um, yeah. it was Jordan and I. Let's get into it now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. We Let's went. Dive. We went and trained at an F forty five studio. It was Brooklyn back then. They did like a, a combat sort of session where it was you know half combat stuff, half. Uh, cardio sort of workout but um jordan was holding the bag and it was my turn to kick it and he didn't last long i landed, landed a couple of kicks and he threw the bag down stormed off got oh, with the shit yeah when you yeah. kick in a bag though you're obviously meant to kick the bag and kind of pull your kick and it's a, you know power workout not kick nah. through the bag and i was trying anyway, to trade yeah yeah, yeah. He's trying 50 to kilos, kilos less than the big guy hopefully yeah, yeah. this is not on video so it looks <laughs> i knew that, i knew that i kind of knew that story would come up yeah. It tends to come up a lot. Start of the podcast, and I'm oh, getting ripped. So did you? You walked out. You're like, I'm, this is not. This is not it. No, no. I just gave the bag to the yeah. trainer. And probably did some extra burpees yeah. or something really fast. <laughs> Showing off now. Yeah. I think while we liked it though, like we were into our weights and sort of playing sport. Dan and I particularly had a pretty sport heavy background in sort of rugby union, rugby league, and, and AFL. And we were in the gym doing weights, running on the outside, and training for sport and. I'm a physio by trade, so F45 is like a mix of the three together, right? So you had this sort of box that was there and all the exercises were very different than you would ever do. We would mm -hmm. just go to the gym, we'd do bench press, chin-ups, the same thing sort of Monday, Wednesday, Friday, yeah. and occasionally do something left field if we planned it, whereas this you went in, you're challenging your body in sort of different ways in that team environment. So it was like you could play footy and you wouldn't, weren't going to get injured, Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. like I kept getting injured Jeez. playing footy, yeah. so and post that kind of base where you can't get that team feeling in a F45 session with that kind of adrenaline rush you still get at the end of you know Monday this week's workout buzzing. Yeah, you know, thirty other people going through it with you the same thing at once. That's why we loved it. Less concussions at F45. Than <laughs> there, <is it? laughs> well, kind of. Except Japan, when you picked me with the bag. bag. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you're a full-time physio then. Um, I just finishing start finished studying when I took a job with um, the gym and yeah. Joel was running it and Dan was running the PT stuff and yeah. F I think there was two F forty fives at that time and the third one kind of popped up and we sort of saw this thing online and thought oh that looks pretty cool let's test it out and you asked if we prior to the podcast yeah. did we like group training no way like yeah. Yeah. it was footy training weights or running trained yeah. by yourself right that was the whole culture back then and there was nothing like it in Australia mm. there was Les Mills pump classes which you wouldn't be seen dead in yeah. Um, yeah. and Correct. then there was weights in, in the gym yeah. or some sport right yeah, and at footy training you're running around the oval yeah and like yeah you're not really doing yeah yeah no functional moves no no like 
you know, the basis of what we do now is, is science-backed exercise that yeah. is things that are actually helping you develop your power, your agility, your speed, your, your strength and endurance. We're talking about it a minute ago instead of just going in there and punching about, you know, 10 push-ups and yeah. 10 chin-ups every single day, which gets you to a point, um, but it's not kind of a, a great functional point to keep you healthy forever, right? So nine years ago, that's like mid-late 20s. You boys hanging out in the Mid gym. Mid-late 20s. Yeah. I think we were 21. Look, look on 12. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, we didn't know each other long, but every day, you know, after work drinks and coffees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've, we've been trying to get this guy to do a coffee for nine years. But, still um, no coffee. I do, I do one for Jordan when it's his yeah, birthday. Zach doesn't yeah. do a coffee either. Yeah. My 2023 yeah. birthday, you still owe me a lot of coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, one for Jordan every, every birthday of his. Yeah. But like getting into business with people is such a big thing. Yeah, and Dan massive. mentioned it. Like we didn't, no, you guys brothers right yeah. in business together we hardly knew each other when you look back yeah. like, I think we know each other better now than we know our wives right so, yeah. <laughs> so, um, and, and it's like that it's like a marriage you sort of yeah, you marriage without you get married without dating exactly so yeah. like did any like when you guys sort of went to your network or family friends and share that idea was it like uh, like are you sure you want to get into business with like this guy or like mm. were people like behind it or Try to stop that. I, I remember. I, yeah. I, how I remember it though is like it was just a thing, series of steps you had to do, and like it's kind of how you get something happening now, right? Yeah. yeah. Like people think starting a business or you know building a clothing brand or whatever it is is really complicated. It's really just a set of things to do, and then it comes to a point where you either do it or you don't. There's yeah. like usually in these things, these kind of like sign below the bottom line, you know, find access to some money or yeah. sign away your life sometimes, and that that point you're like, oh. Do I really want to do this? And what's it going to mean for me long term? For me, I was straight out of uni, didn't have a job. So I was like, you know, casual job, whatever. Yeah. Um, wasn't really giving up anything at the time. Little did I know I was giving up 100 hours a week to hang out with these two. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's worth, I want to go back to where we are now, but I think it's worth noting like the size of Opulent right now, right? So like, are you guys the biggest privately owned group in the network or is it in top three? Like where is that now? Yeah, I, th I think we're still most number of active yeah. studios and yeah. a couple Which of guys in the 34 trading yeah. gyms today yeah. so yeah. cool yeah, across, globally across how many countries yeah 21 in australia seven in the u.s three in the uk three in canada even like just saying like i just got goosebumps as you said it right like it's so cool Thanks, like, man. it's so it's cool that yes. that like in like a relatively short time when you look at like nine years right it's like it's like it's like almost your entire adult life in a way mm. like it's like from from 18 to like now like it's cool that you've accomplished that much in in such a relatively short time thanks um, man and yeah so like to to go back there you were like hey let's you, you liked the model you liked you know what it was and you're like yeah well, and we kind of worked right like dan had this kind of people skill set where he was head of training and everyone really respected him organically unlike they do kind of joe and i when we run the classes yeah joe was this sales and marketing guru and yeah. then i kind of had this kind of business sense yeah and that's kind of still how it all yeah. runs yeah. today right and we kind of like oh cool we'll just do it give it a crack and there's no structural system we just did it yeah and made the structure just system. like sort of fell in naturally like you guys yeah. just sort of we yeah, never had yeah, to sit down and break down tasks. The roles it and, yeah. is what was what it yeah. is. It's and still it's, similar to that now. It's the same as Courtney and I with you know, virtual spot. Like we, we haven't ever had to sit down and go, who's going to do what? We just sort of landed where it landed. And I think too, like you gravitate to what you're good at a lot of the times. Yeah. So it's like, like if you're good at sales and marketing, like typically you're more often than not you enjoy that right? mm, yeah. you like people yeah, yeah. it's like yeah like well let's hang out in these lanes and you're doing yeah. what you're enjoying then you, you do it well right yeah. and you want to do it more and that was kind of the story right we got this gym it was really hard to start with though like 
How did you find it? So, which, which was the first one? Funding stories. Circular key. <laughs> so circular key was the first one. So who wants to tell that funding story around you know, where that money come from? Um, I'll, I'll go. I think we all had a, got to that point where we had to sign below the bottom line and take that leap. And it was like, how can we get access to some money? And I think I had no way to get access to the money at the time. Like my mum didn't have any to lend me my family. What, what do I do? And um, my kind of story was I we opened our first studio in Circular Quay, Sydney, near the Opera House, yep. which was pretty awesome from a guy from Tassie and Hobart. How exciting. Um, and around the corner, there was an ANZ bank branch. So I walked into the ANZ bank branch and said, hey, I need a personal loan um, to buy. Can you remember how much? Um, I think about 50 grand at the yeah, time. Yeah, like we were yeah. splitting a few of the costs and yeah. funding a couple of things um, from memory. And obviously we were you know, building most of it ourselves and all those kind of things. So trying to reduce costs, which we still do now when we do things as much as possible. Um, and on the banker's desk, I said, oh, I need a personal loan. There was a little pamphlet that said, you know, discount of 1.5% off personal loan rates if you're buying a boat. So all of a sudden, <laughs> I was buying a boat. <laughs> Go Google this, this boat and said, oh, I'm here to own a personal loan. I'm going to buy a Quintrex. Buy a, I'm the guy with Quintrex. I knew yeah. nothing about boats, anyone who knows me. And I still don't have a boat. So, <laughs> But um, yeah, managed to get the loan and the discount for my boat. Um, did never joined up the banker from ANZ around the corner. I thought I'd leave that one. <laughs> I love that story. That's amazing. So cool. My bank yeah. had a little special on Granny Flats, so I was building a Granny Flat. <laughs> no special for me. <laughs> No special. Mate, my my interest rate was zero. It was a mumsy credit union. So good. beautiful. Yeah. So good. Thanks, mumsy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the best kind. Yeah. yeah, good like analogy though. I think all throughout our journey, it, it hasn't been easy. And you spoke some of the highlights of having a bunch of gyms now and an awesome team and you know two hundred across odd employees across the world, which we're trying to unite. But like, there's always a roadblock, and you got to try and find a solution for it and kind of. You know, if you're running a straight line all the time between the lines, you don't always get the outcome that you want, right? So, so when you um when like that, you got you got the money. It's all good. We're gonna start it. Like, did you guys like one by one drop off from the other gym and start working in this new business, or it was like a was that a little side project? It's all pretty close together. It was yeah. a couple of weeks gap in between. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, and I would imagine they would have got wind of it, and you know, pushed I went it. stoked. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Which, I, which only sort of motivates you more, right? Like, it's yeah. like, hey, yeah, like we've got to make this work. It's, mm. You look at it now and like, um, just thinking of a staff member that's left us recently to like a competitor in a nearby suburb, but was the right thing for for her, yeah. you know, and it probably does hurt your top and bottom yeah. line for X amount of time, but you've got to build a workforce and a, a business that's sustainable for the long term. And that doesn't mean keeping the same person forever in the same yeah. role because people evolve and times change and you should build a business that enables people to grow and be out and do what they want to achieve throughout yeah. their life. And if that's only your own gym or it's starting whatever, you know, mm. talk to your staff about that and build a culture that supports it. Um, we worked in a culture that didn't support that. So yeah. I think that's what's something that we really tried to take into our journey and support for our guys. Um, any of them listening though, no one's ever allowed yeah, yeah, to leave. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I know I think it's about, you know, figuring out what you want out of something. And if you can be open and honest about it, both parties always get the most out of the situation from an employee and an employer scenario. Yeah, 100%. And that's like, I look at business just like a, it's like a platform for these guys to be able to leverage to make money, right? Like yeah. ultimately people want to work to make money. And if you can create a better environment than someone down the road, 
then more often than not, I think that they stick around because like whilst the money is important, it's not the deciding factor more often than not. Like I don't think someone chooses to work in a less than desirable environment for an extra 10 grand a year. Exactly, yeah. And you know, you want to create something that allows them to get what they need out of it. And if yeah. that's to support them buying a house or you know, to have more time with the kids or if it's to go and save money and then do their own thing or travel or whatever yeah. it is. And yeah, it's, you know, more dynamic workforce than ever. No one stays in the same career for their whole Especially in the now. fitness industry, right? Like, yeah, um, and through COVID, through COVID, right? Yeah. yeah. So how do you pick that location? Like, was it, like, I would imagine there was a, like, there was a lot to choose from then. Is that fair to say or? Oh, we, we had like no, a, no idea about property or yeah. leasing, to be honest. Print shop and we, yeah. we just said, this looks like the right shape. And then we went, there wasn't a terrible lot of thought behind it honest yeah which yeah. is what what number would have that been in australia then can you remember five or six i yeah, think yeah yeah pretty early and then a bunch sort of opened in a sort of three time. month yeah. process which was great because it was really timed very well from a brand presence yeah. point of view choosing the site though yeah like we, we look back now it was easier to find that first site than it is has been in ever since wow. really and you know we had a great lease we actually you know, negotiated without us even knowing a really good lease um and we're there for what seven and a half years we we um, moved that site the building got knocked down so it's now rubble and we'll be like a hundred story skyscraper soon so signed it with a demo clause but it was just the perfect mm. space to kick off from right like cheap rent back alley you know people came because they wanted to be part of it there's no big retail exposure that needs to capture people you create something special in the four walls and then it just spreads right that was yeah. the kind of aim and it was definitely destination back then too yeah. people were traveling to check out what is f45 yeah, yeah. But I think sure. all gyms really should be like yeah. that in the studio space yeah. now anyway, right? Agree. Like, you know, the overheads are just increasing exponentially yeah. with inflation and every cost you've ever had has gone up. So, you know, going back to basics and delivering something awesome in your four walls means you don't have to have a 500 square meter retail space that looks super specky yeah. on the outside, but on the inside it is super specky because yeah. yeah. you're delivering something that no one can get anywhere else. Yeah, it wasn't super visible. It was down an alleyway. Um, so that was quite a cool element to it but another risk thrown in there like Jordan alluded to is it had a one and a half year demo clause so that was another thing that was you know quite ballsy but then you know seven years down the track it's still sitting there yeah. um, so definitely some luck there because sometimes looking at a 200 square meter space for one million a year and then if you can find the right pocket in the CBD it's it's you know a fraction of that so kicked off to a good start and got our hands dirty and Jack of all trades pretty quickly, weren't we? Definitely. Definitely. And you were coaching primarily, Dan? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. that's how it started. Yeah. Um, and then it sort of grew from there. But um, we're all on the floor, to be honest. We're yeah, all, we're all ready to go. Yeah. It was more like one three of us edge. on the floor, one port each, and then 10 minutes in, Joel would sneak into the office. And then 20 minutes in, I'd sneak into the office, and Dan would be left running the class by himself. That's the honesty. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's <laughs> lucky, I, lucky I didn't sneak anywhere. <laughs> yeah. I, no one take the class. I think the members preferred that, though, to be yeah, honest, yeah. if you ask any of them. Yeah. Some of them still come today, right? Well, I like still us on got, the phone. Yeah. <laughs> the, and, it, like, at what stage was it, like, did you guys sort of go, hey, like, let's sort of roll these out or this, we, we kind of feel like we've got this one working. Do you want to open another one? Or how, how did that start? I think it took us nearly eight or nine months to get to, like, that break-even point, yeah. which obviously wasn't ideal because we were hoping to be there one month, one yeah. or two. And getting someone to say yes when you're asking them to pay this re exorbitant amount of money, it sem seemed at the time, um, be six seventy nine ninety five. we charged yeah. back then, it's similar to what we charge now, eight mm. years, nine years Great. later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we found really, really hard. And I think 
at, there was a kind of a turning point for us where our confidence in what we were delivering was then worth that yeah. and it kind of all just went bang and as soon as that happened we kind of saw this exponential growth busy classes more people in there and that kind of f45 feeling you get when you rock in now and there's 35 other people um and we went we sort of thought why this is pretty cool can we do it again yeah and studio number two 11 months after the first open opened above break even day one so yeah, yeah mm. with all those things we'd learnt over the nine month period right yeah we're in the infancy of the brand as well so a lot of like the product was amazing you know and that's what drew people in and kept people there but a lot of the other business kind of skill set um we hadn't quite developed but we had to learn how to do it so doing things you know what we shouldn't have done to learn you know the right what we should do um we developed and then along the way they also developed in that um in that way so there was a few kind of um yeah challenges there you know um tvs upside down and things like that but um it all ironed out in the end the pricing was a was a funny one i remember george sending me a bit of a projection and this this cash flow and have a look at you know how many members we need to break even and all the rest of it and, and running costs and I looked at it and I'm like, man, I've just done the maths. That, that, it doesn't work. He's like, what are you talking about? I said, at this price, you know, 70 bucks is the average membership price. Blah, blah. And he's like, no, it does. Like, look, add that up, add this. I'm like, it doesn't, man. I just went through it. And he goes, I said, it's $70 a month, right? He's like, no, 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 no. It's 70 a week. I'm like, yeah. oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> now we're talking. Okay, now, now <laughs> yeah. it adds up. But I'm like, we're not going to be able to charge that. There's yeah. no way. What are you yeah. talking about? $70 a week? That's yeah. unheard of. I think like getting across, that was a big turning point for us that like you're actually delivering this super valuable, you know, product that people probably pay 150, 200 bucks a week for these one-on-one personal training sessions. Then they're doing it. Yeah, Yeah, but they can come in here and see all this value or you can come from this, you know, 24-hour gym world, which their price points have exponentially Mm. increased too, but at the time were 20 bucks a week. Yes. But get a whole lot more than you get there. Like there's a place in the industry for Mm. all of those things. But like group training was just being established now. There's CrossFit, yeah, and that was it. You know, Les Mills CrossFit, yeah. um, and yeah. F45 came on the mark, right? Or, so or 24 hour commercial gym. Super interested in like the psychology right? when you say that, like you're charging you know, 70 plus dollars a week, and after you guys sort of believed in the model and believed in the pricing, it's like that's when the business exponentially grew. It's like, do you think that that was like your language around how you're selling it, or like because? Ultimately, that's the biggest thing, right? If the price point's the same, you, you're, you're having trouble selling at that price and then you're like, hey, hang on a second. Like, I really do believe in this. And then things grow. Like, do you think it's a, it is a value perception to the consumer? Yeah, it starts in the four walls though. Like, you gotta be delivering something that is worth Special. it. Agreed. And then you've gotta believe it's worth it. Like, yeah. whether you're me or the person on the phone selling it. And then that affects the way that you talk about it, right? And the yeah. confidence and... Consumers seeing other people see that it's worth it as well, then yeah. backs up you again. So the results yeah. kind of convinced us. Yeah, and then yeah, I guess when you're buying anything, you're buying the person who's yeah. selling it as well. That's what they're buying into, especially in a in a people business. So I think yeah, we we were sold pretty quick, seeing how much our members loved it, who we could manage mm-hmm. to get mm-hmm. in the door, and it yeah it just snowballed from there. Yeah, and so like at what so we, we're two units now two locations now like can you remember a time when it was like you like sort of looked around you're like like we're in this pretty deep now like if this goes wrong or that goes wrong like you know starting was there a point that you're like hey like this is March 23rd 2020 (laughs) 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 and D-Day yeah and 
like was there people that were like from a mentorship when you say when you say Joel you're sort of figuring it out and like you're learning on the run was there was there mentors or people close to you that were helping or advising or or it was just like hey we try this it didn't work let's try this other thing it felt yeah it felt pretty lonely I think because it was so new and shiny um, in that space where that we were the forerunners like when you look back to think the like the market leaders that we were if we had even more knowledge and skills um, to deal with that, you know, the influx of leads and just the, the, the beast that we had. Um, so it was really self-learning along the way. And like the three of us, you know, spending, you know, that, that amount of time together, I think we, we could just almost iron sharpens iron kind of develop, develop one another to um, also fall into our strengths pretty easily. And I think that's the key to our success that we figured out what we're good at and the millions of things that need to be done in a business to not only run them, but to grow um, and, and expand into new territories. So we fell into that, um, which is quite unique, um, which I don't really think- like the yeah. problem solving side of it, I think. And that this business is just a accumulation of a lot of problems yeah. all the time, mm-hmm. right? And we had this problem in our first gym, it wasn't quite going as well as we wanted and we managed to fix it. And then we did the second one and everything we did just turned to gold and it was amazing. And we had this really fun, exciting culture and we thought, all right, let's do it again. And I think three, four months later, we picked up an underperforming F45 um, or someone that hadn't quite got all the ingredients in the recipe right. Um, And then we went and put input our ingredients. We ended up relocating that site two times um, Mm. to actually make it work. So try, test, go again, doesn't quite work enough, you know, and then till you get that feeling that you get in something that's actually working because everyone knows what that good culture success feeling is when they're there but you don't quite know how to create it yep. but it is just a series of things right so mm. and that feeling as well it's like when you have that problem and you solve it it's like it's it's unexplainable how amazing it is like yeah. it could be a staffing problem or it could be a location problem it's like hey how are we going to figure this out and then whether it's a universe or whether it's you know you guys come up with an amazing plan it's like oh wow we solved that problem yeah. And now yeah. we can charge forward to that to the next thing because yeah yeah, that- yeah I think like we ended up F forty five obviously went gangbusters mm. and in a way it was sort of sold out before we had the ability to get any access to any the capital or any more mm. so our strategy kind of evolved from going and building gyms to sort of taking over other F forty fives for a period of time that where the recipe wasn't quite right so yeah. we'd go in and things weren't working I think we'd have to do exactly that like yeah. fix the five six key areas of the business one by one some are a whole lot harder to fix than others and take a whole lot more time some are super easy right yeah fix those and then we had this like knowledge base that was like wow he's we've fixed all these problems now we know if they come up again how to actually do it right just to mm. jump in there too what do you think they are george those five like if you guys you buy let's say you, you walk into a studio you just acquired where, where do you guys start on that Secret sauce. <laughs> the, rest, the burger recipe. The burger recipe. Yeah. This what's is that, Joel actually. We did a talk about this once. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> is it just like a top level? Like, is it five points? To like, and I know there's obviously underlying things within those, but like, what are those sort of macro factors you guys go, yep, we can point and shoot here? Yeah, we, we kind of call it the five stars yep. or five pillars that make up a business. Um, so that's kind of the filter that we just go and plant ourselves in the studio and go through those. Um, like marketing is the first one, the, uh, how, how that studio is attracting people into the business. Um, and then it's that experience, what's the experience like? And that's not, not only the sessions, which are, which are awesome, but like the look and feel of the studio. Um, so we're, 
we would go in sometimes and just add a water bubbler and then you know um, 50 members would come back <laughs> that's a li- little bit we've been asking for this <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then other one is retention obviously how you can keep people um, and then the culture um, and uh, have I missed missed one there's four marketing experience retention culture and sales sales growth your yes. favorite mate yeah yeah, yeah. so all, yeah. all of those lead to to growth and sales and that's kind of it's it's funny that i've missed that but that's kind of my arm in the business the marketing and sales that i look after and how we can make it as seamless as possible for someone to get from here to here yep. and that's a big assessment you know um that you dive into the business and think okay how are leads coming through the business what are the pathways and avenues and then what's actually happening to convert these guys not only phone calls but text messages emails um, or whether it's a poster as you walk out that's like join the family yeah all those kind of triggers um joel joked about the water fountain though but like it's very annoying if you go to a gym or a facility and there isn't something that you expect so you've really got to get that foundation correct and that creates a business to run at a certain level and then you add all those sales and marketing layers on top to get that cream right so Mm. And um, like, so do you still see like them, like what was selling memberships then is still the same thing that works now? Like, have you seen it evolve or change much, do you think? Post-COVID? Or like yeah. even like from the beginning, right? Like from when you had two students, like, you know, as the brands evolved, have you guys evolved? Like fundamentally, do you think it's the same or what's different? What's harder? What's more challenging? Yeah, I think definitely as F45 had the buzz and the uniqueness about it that you couldn't find anything else uh, else out yeah. there which we still believe it's it's unique yeah um there is more comparison out there now so that really worked to our advantage when we when we were the market leaders um or the only leaders out there on the ground um but now look, looking today in today's world there's there's more hesitation um there's factors with the economy and where people's you know buying behaviors at definitely um it's the same same process we follow um, you know, nurturing that lead and, and leaning in and finding out their why and, you know, getting the glove to fit. Um, but definitely there's more that's required to kind of invest into that person and show that, really show that value. Um, and doing it on scale is obviously the big, big challenge too, right? It's easy to sit here and teach me how to do it. Um, but then how do you get X number of people to do it in a consistent mm. way, whether it's any of those kind of five pillars that Joel spoke on. Yeah. yeah. Systems, structures, procedures, training, and then that culture that gets everyone to buy in, right? And it is a different beast when you're talking about, you know, one, two, three locations where you got you guys can manage it. And like I said, we're now talking mm. about, you know, 30, 40 studios globally. That's where I was going to take this conversation. Yeah. Where do you, or, or what point was it, I guess, that you guys, you know, had to really dive into that? Um, trying to like document and create and trying to scale what you guys have done in a, in a way that makes sense. And obviously the people are a massive part of that. But what do you think that, um, you know, what do you think that was enabled you guys to do that at such a large level as well? Yeah, well, we mentioned like the learning of the issues and the things we had to learn how to fix. And then I think they were all documented in our head and yeah. in our skill set and we upskilled others on them for a time. And it feels like now, and in our journey of business, all we've done, or one of the biggest things we've done, is create a bunch of systems, processes, procedures, and then we break them, and then we yeah. do them again. Yeah. We break them, and then they don't work, and we do them again, and the sales and marketing system isn't working as well as it used to. You don't convert as many people. How can we change it again, right? Um, so I think that's just a continual loop that we're going to be doing forever, and you should be, yeah. um, to make sure that it's relevant. But yes, standardization is a really important thing, like the delivery of the 
session and F45 gave, gave us a framework to be able to do that in a standardised way. But then how do you add the layers on top? So how do I make sure that Johnny, who worked at Maruba this morning, said, you know, hey, Dan, welcome to class. Love your Nike, new Nike shoes. Yeah. How's your son, Jordan? Yeah. Um, like that's that sort of customer service failure on top. And, you know, training, getting one, creating a culture that each staff member can actually buy into. So they want to be there so that Johnny mm. actually wants to say something. He's not just doing it because it's written on a sheet. He's paid but then it, it yeah. needs to be written on a sheet and yeah, he needs yeah. to be trained on it. So I think just it's, it's a ever never-ending loop and we're not getting it right nowhere near 100% of mm. the time anymore um, or ever have. It's just trying to improve it all the time and you know improve the consistency that you, you're getting everywhere because you could go there and, and then the solution isn't just going there and doing it yourself. No because that's not going to fix it for everyone else, right? It's about looking at, well, why wasn't it done or why were the conversion rates lower or why was there bad feedback on the session or whatever mm. it might be and creating some structure around the improvement of it. We are chatting about it on sales stuff the other day, yeah. right? So, and it also too, like when you, you can dive into a studio or an area and like show your presence in there and it actually could work even worse because, you know, the other guys in WA, they're like, hey, like Jordan spends so much time in them Sydney studios, he doesn't care about us. You know, so it's like trying to balance and even with like um, you're when you coach Dan, it's like them I do like I get sucked into them mm. because it's like just by giving like a gym for someone that's never been in a gym can be a really scary place, right? They're like they're um, they're worried about this or they're worried about that or like there's so many of these uncertainties and it's like by even having when you go live on there, it's like, oh, wow, like that that guy looks like me or that lady looks like me, like they feel comfortable. Like I can see myself in that environment and I think that's the coolest part is that trying to give again like the brands aging but still so many people don't know what it is um, and there's so much competition out there but ultimately the way I look at competition is that if we're here for the members or, or the consumers like the the competition helps them more because uh, we have to be on the top of our game to deliver an even better product at a cost effective you know price point to gain the interest valuable price point correct yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, so like, what would that be? Like, seventy-five bucks a van is what? It'd be over hundred bucks now, like equivalent, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. more. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. Price it's the same or yeah, it's decrease, right? Like, because there is more competition and there's more reasons for than ever for someone not to buy anything in any industry at the moment. So you got to be better than you ever were. Yeah, yeah. In every um, area. And so, like, in them early days as well, F45, were they sort of coming to you? Say, hey, like, what do you like? What what can we do better? Like, was there was there much interaction from them guys early? Brand-wise, I think we've always had a really good relationship with F45, the yeah. franchise all, and I think you know aligning with what they're trying to do and one team, one dreams, really important for success. Um, in group mentalities, you always get that divide sometimes, and ne nothing's ever going to be perfect. Mm. And Joel sort of mentioned earlier that you know we started out and you weren't given a list of sales and marketing structures to follow, blah mm. blah blah. You obviously are now, right? You yeah. to be a new F45 franchisee and training and all those great things that have been developed in collaboration with franchisees over the last you know eight nine ten years um and i think you know changing leadership we we're just chatting prior to the podcast from at an hq point of view and a talk we listened to this morning really aligning with, with that key value is where it needs is where it is and where it needs to head right to be successful long term um but yeah like you know it's great to have the support of the franchisor we always have and great to support them too um, and just try and unite everyone as a brand right because we've got 500 and odd franchisees in Australia yeah. and then 1700 around the world that can spread the F45 message and we're the 
the hats and logos around the streets, right? That's better for me. Yeah. yeah. In my individual business and my location. So when when you guys you obviously had a stable or a stabilized base in Oz. When was that decision, or was it, it was an active decision to sort of spread overseas? Or and it was it was it come from the fact that you know Oz is basically sold, sold out, out? Mm. and it was wait for studios to you know be under pressure and, and buy them or go to the sort of greener pastures. And again, North America was always the that was always where it was going. You look at the brand, but what was that decision to go? Okay, cool, let's go overseas and. So what gave you confidence to do it? And then did you also use the same techniques you did in Australia to, to replicate that again? Or did you have another crack at it? It's slightly I'll take the decision question. I think when COVID, the first lockdown happened, we yep. sat down and the night... So how many studios do you have then? 24. Yeah. And we sat down and said, like, there's two ways to kind of... Can you remember them phone calls to each other? <laughs> there's oh, a good, <laughs> a terrible yes. video of me that I sent to all the staff that I swear surface, never is allowed to surface again. <laughs> Looking very defeated and... and down right but i think we made the decision at that point that we were going to tackle it head on yeah so it wasn't going we weren't going to close we were going to operate in whatever way we're allowed to do and that's what we've continued to do mm-hmm. since that first point and all the ups and downs over the last three and a bit years um and sort of a month or so into the lockdown we sort of went to hq and said how can we turn this into a positive um and let's do a deal for some franchises overseas and came up with a number of 45 at the time. I don't know where we got that from. Um, <laughs> and structured a deal where we take on a development rights in three countries across the world, thinking that the lockdown was going to end in a month and, and we'd be and able we to fly around the world and you know find great people and locations that probably weren't there before pre the lockdowns yep. um, and open a gym or two or three or four and do what we did done in Australia and try and do it again. Um, little did we know we had to build a gym in London, Canada, and the US without ever attending the site by finding really great people in each location and you know using some of the processes, systems, and procedures we had um, to, to sort of develop that along the way and harnessing their skills get and contact lens. So we actually built three overseas sites. Incredible. And I think I site unseen. Fr- yeah, I flew in for the opening of Madison, New Jersey. It was the first time we went there, and you walked in and it was this awesome culture. I remember the two nights before. Had some stupid skier workout with the, the guys and absolutely flogged them. It was just it was, it was such an awesome time period. But yeah, lot, lots up and down since then. Like the systems are not mm. the same though. Like one yeah. of you boys jump in, yeah. but like it's it, diff, people are different everywhere in every location in Australia, but also overseas too. Their motivations and get, getting that culture to buy in different everywhere, but having a framework to lean on, a really really good starting point, right? Yeah. And they like yeah, I think it's worth um, touching on like the demo, the different demos, because like you said, it's like we talk differently in Sydney than what we do when what the guys do in Melbourne or Western mm. Australia. So when you take it to a whole different country, they have a whole lot of separate values, and where we might value one thing as a as or like where your team values one thing, they don't really value that. They value something different. So I, I would imagine it'd be pretty tricky for you guys at a HQ level to try to pivot and keep your two hundred plus staff you know engaged and active and and happy um yeah and and try to grow the business on your behalf right having a key person in each site that lives and breathes that community and knows those consumers is by far the biggest crucial we wouldn't and couldn't have done it without the people we got in those areas so that's that's a fact yeah Yeah. Yeah. and trusting them and empowering them to make decisions for themselves that feeling when you went over when you opened madison was it a similar one to the circular key was it like yeah it was awesome i remember it like i 
it had, ne- had never seen snow land on the ground before yeah. except going skiing. Yeah. And it was snowing out the front. And yeah. I was just out there doing Class snow angels. Yeah. Doing snow angels. Yeah, 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 it was a great video of it. So. Yeah. yeah. Leaning into the Aussie accent. That's yeah. a good good little head start You're when famous. you go to the US. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, what's, so how many in the US right now? Seven. Seven. And what's the, we're still rolling them out there or sit tight for a bit or what's the thoughts and feelings? Yeah, pump the brakes a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, just, just get everything set up like yeah. we need it to be and then reassess when it's the right time to go again. Yeah. 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 yeah, timing's everything. You know, we timed business, the world from 2015 when we first started to that sort of COVID point was all happy days, butterflies and rainbows, right? So mm-hmm. everything you did seemed to work. If it didn't, you could fix it really quickly. You had the ability to, you know, raise money, access capital, do yeah. all those things, and and that, the whole world's changed. And look, looking then. back on that, like, did, did that give like that's almost like a false sense of security, right? You're like, wow, like we figured it out, boys. Like we have we have the systems, we know how to make money, we know how to open studios. Mm. And then when it comes unstuck a little bit, you sort of lose a bit of confidence, or you're like, hey, like maybe we don't. And I think too, like that's an opportunity because. I think that's what happens with some of the ones that you're picking up, right? Like they go through that alone. Like you said before, business is a lonely and scary place. You have what what you think is the right recipe. You put your like energy, time, and money into it, and it falls over. Um, you know, if 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 you can pick them up at at the a negative for someone else, it's you know it, it's good for you guys to continue to grow and, and scale them. And I think there will be. Well, there is an opportunity right now in Australia to do it, but I think it's going to happen in the US as well. Um, yeah. Mm. So it's hard. It, it, it's hard though. Yeah. Like, yeah, you celebrate all the wins and that's what everyone sees, but that's not what you do every day. Yeah. You sit there grinding, they, running yeah. your laps of that 400 meter oval nonstop yeah. forever, right? And that's yeah. what you buy in. If you want to be yeah. part of it, that's how it is. So. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of gambling going on with the business um, and not 100% of, you know, your, your risks and moves that you take will be profitable, right? Um, but it adds to your learning. Um, yeah. Like there's, there's, there's certain locations, you know, that probably n- no concepts will do amazingly well yeah. because of, you know, the demographic or um, various reasons or even um, some, some areas are positioned better, like commercial real estate-wise and um, whether they're, you know, the l- very kind of locational where people go, go to there for various reasons. So... Um, yeah, we, we look at like some, like our kind of top five and, you know, they've all got, you know, a lot of things going for them. Um, and it's trying to find, you know, those five stars are, yeah. um, are, are great, but also like the foot traffic, you know, and, yeah. and the site and, and um, co- you know, kind of the, the demographic more so in that, in that location. Um, so you can run lucky. I can't remember who said it, but we speak about it a fair bit as um, as a US based podcast, and it, yeah. it, typically in around fitness businesses. And the guy said, when you're doing site selection, you can pay for, pay for the site once, or you can pay for it every day. Yeah, um, and it's just sort of as you said that I, I hear, it, and I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. so true. Yeah. You only yeah. learn by getting it wrong a few times, though. Right? Yeah, hundred percent. And you're still going to get it wrong even if once. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah, because areas change too, right? They do. Like a site that was good now might not be good in five to ten years yeah. like i think the city is a pretty good yeah. example of that mm. yeah definitely spots in melbourne kind of changed drastically post-covid as well yeah, yeah. let's chat about that for a bit so like you've had to to shut a couple of studios like it, that's because of you know th- that demo changing right there mm. yeah well, not 
the new world is is not the same yeah, as it yeah. was and people don't have the same routine and habits so that means you know consumers habits change then the bit the way that affects your business whether it be a coffee shop a clothing store or a gym yeah is is affected too right yeah. and you know we talked about it earlier but every fixed cost you ever had is increasing faster at a faster rate than it ever was before so you know having to choose to make those negative decisions you know didn't really align with our value set for the first five six years of business and that was it has been and is one of the biggest challenges for us at the moment but you know you've got to be the person and people that make those hard calls um to make sure you steer in the ship in the right direction and do you think that like when it gets tricky is it like a like you're trying to make a decision that's not based behind ego like you guys are like the growth guys where the mm. got where the biggest like to be able to make a rational decision and have a hard conversation with staff i imagine that being tricky yeah and it affects people's lives yeah like yeah. that's the reality of it yeah. um but that's business, right? Yeah. You win and you lose and you don't always 100% control that. Yeah. 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 Um, so, the, yeah, well, like, like the, when them environments change, when there's climates, like, do you, tr- obviously you try to, you try to move and, and merge member bases, merge staffing. Is that, is that the model? Like, how, how do you guys navigate that? Yeah, we've con- consolidated nearby sites in Sydney CBD, for an example, you know, that meant two gyms, 700 meters apart and now one and try and find the best way possible to keep everyone employed and doing what they love best isn't always a possibility though right and doesn't always work out um but you just gotta you know hold strong to the values that you have on a personal level and we tried to build on a company level that you know you put always put your people first and you make decisions that you know instill the move go forward of the company um if you keep those things in parallel when you're making that decision you make a good one. Um, yeah. You argue over it a million times like we all do, but then we present one united front to everyone else, right? And that's the thing about having like a diverse group of business partners. You don't align on everything always. You can get to a decision that you agree plus the three of us of two, two yeah. by yes rule group. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. yeah, things need to be tested, right? Yeah. Bounced back and forth, especially in an environment like this. But like imagine starting a business, going for nine years and going through lockdowns, COVID, closures. I think the biggest argument we've had was still in the first gym when Joel went out, you know, week before the gym opened. Yeah, the the candle story. And um, we had no no money at all, right? Obviously, the boat loan kind of on no boat. Um, And Joel went out and, you know, to buy some little things to make the gym nice because customer experience and sales and marketing is important. And he rocked back in with bag of stuff that you know air freshener blah blah and uh, peter alexander candle which at the time was probably 80 bucks yeah and i was like mate you can buy those from five bucks from the supermarket we have yeah. no money what, what the, are you doing um but i think you know next I, minute we we're surrounded by girls who'd been drawn in somehow <laughs> by the this scent <laughs> fire hazard right oh mate i'm it's looking back on it that was a good decision because the rubber we had initially in that circular gym stunk so bad yeah. Yeah. even got a bad at yeah. conference last year surprised the whole workforce with og branded vanilla scented candles <laughs> yes. so i've still got mine on my kitchen bench it's an icon of the company the, um, <laughs> yeah the so like from an education point now like you guys um read books listen to podcasts you sit down and meet each other do you have mentors now like how do you evolve personally uh, yeah, yeah good, good question um it's we, we're obviously so in the day-to-day um and we, we are evolving on the run yeah and from each other and from board meetings and talking to investors we have and things like that so there's a lot learned on the fly um the odd podcast here and there i don't do a heap of it 
Um, Jordan might be a bit more into the into the podcast sort of learning, but um, daily, no matter what, hands on the ground, I still think is where you learn the yeah. most, um, and that's where it continues to happen for me. Yeah. I um, I've always struggled to read books. I think I was telling yeah. you, um, and I have this app called Blinkist. Yeah, you know, little shout out. Hopefully, get a kickback. <laughs> Gives you the key points of a, a book in sort of ten, fifteen minutes. Um, some people won't one hundred percent align with that, but I think you know you're looking for the key principles sometimes. And if you find something you really like, then you can dial into it and read up on it. Um, but I'm um, yeah, actually listening to a book that on Audible at the moment that you recommended to me called Winning. Yeah, I'm only about sort of half an hour into it, but it's great. Um, yeah. and uh, I did a Simon Sinek one called The Infinite Game. Yeah, which is awesome. It kind of talks about you know, I think when you get into something and you come from like a sporting background, you kind of see it as a competition and I'm very competitive yeah. and the boys are too. And you're trying to win all the time. Um, I still really love that winning mentality, but you've really got to find a way to win forever, right? Yeah. And through those ups and downs and it's like a constant fight with you and your head and then with everyone else in the whole world to get to that point. But yeah, I think organically when we first started, um, we surround ourselves with people that were smarter than us. So we had a great accountant, great lawyer, you know, and a commercial team that could advise us on things that we didn't know. So I didn't have any idea about a lease, but we were able to, you know, sign an awesome lease when you look back now at our first site. Still the case today, trying to learn, lean into others and Dan Manson, some of our, the people that have supported us along the way and sit on our board and investors that, you know, you can call and ask anything and everything you want um, to help you make some of those hard decisions you want but yeah it's it's a lonely place you're still running on your own and it all just falls back on the three of us mm, yeah. when it all comes to it so yeah absorb it all and then make the decision that you think is right because what you're doing if you do what everyone else is doing it's probably not going to be the right thing either right got to yeah. do things that others won't do and the thing mm. um we, we were talking about on the way up here today right it's like the that is the trap like especially when you come from team sporting environments like this team our team is trying to beat that that your team mm. and it's like as a but business is very individualized. It's like, um, I think if you're trying to beat others, then if all the others around you are subpar, then you're only just better than like that average group. Mm. I think the real guys that win are the ones that can hold themselves accountable, like self-accountability forever and ever, mm. and try to improve on themselves, right? So playing a game with no rules, no goals, no endpoint. Yeah, and it's hard, win. right? Yeah. It's exhausting because it's like, there is no markets. Like if, I, if this team beats that team, we win. But it's like to try to, to progress personally over time when, when no one knows what the score is, it's super tricky. As long as so, we're not talking about the AFL grand final last year and the Sydney Swans, I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think like that, like that self-accountability, something that I've been conscious of lately is like that self-accountability because again, like it's for, I've for the longest time tried to beat the other person. Mm. But if you're in a slow heat, doesn't, doesn't matter. It doesn't, doesn't matter, matter, man. Yeah. yeah, because you find yourself in that in that top. And heat. what do you do if you win? In the slow heat. In anything. In yeah. business, right? Yeah. Like it's, you're there. Yeah. And, and then you've got a yeah. bunch of things. Then what are you trying to do, right? Yeah. So like you got to have something that like a reason behind why you're doing what you're, you're doing. Right. Yeah. It can drive you infinitely, yeah. right? Yeah. But yeah, for sure. I can. I think people can fall in the basket of getting very textbook about yeah. it. Um. But you're right, like there's a saying, comparison steals, steals your joy. Yeah. Um, and I think it's really about being the best version of yourself. Um, but for me, it's like, there's a lot of noise in the world as well. And um, for me, it's very like seasonal. So sometimes, especially because li um, life, business, family is so busy, it's finding some time where it's just quiet as well, um, whether you're out in nature, 
so you can kind of come back to who you are in that creative space and you know you might be going for a surf and not even intentionally thinking about business but just something mm. drops into your your head so I think it's creating room for those moments where you just can play or just be for a moment with no kind of responsibilities is really important it's huge I couldn't agree more it's just but being what um again I chatted to a guy I know Dill he used to teach me I don't know where he got it from but he said like music is the space between the notes it's like that gap it's mm. that gap between doing two things when something can happen um and yeah. I, I think that's yeah it's really powerful yeah because you're not there's no expectation for an end point right correct yeah you get caught up in the moment um that's kind of the, the goal of playing a yeah you know or doing yeah. a dance you know you get you want to find that state of play you got to have your thing that allows you to do that too and um mm. it's like I, I like books i like podcasts but i get i fell in a trap of listening to too much because again, like I was missing out on, I was processing so many, so much other external content mm. that I was there was no time for me to process my content. Mm. And then when you can sit with your own thoughts and feelings, and then all these weird things you think is something like some random idea that you would never have stumbled across. Yeah, um, it's even similar to like like you're waiting for a coffee at a cafe, right? Like typically everyone will just grab their phone out or you can just see that other guy and say hello and just manufacture a conversation that would not have existed if you mm. both were in your phone. And like I think some of them, like even for us, like we've interacted with people that, you know, on purpose that have created amazing conversations, you know, and led us down a whole different world. Um, so I think that like whilst it's good to educate and learn, sitting with your own thoughts and feelings, creating conversations is huge sure. yeah finding a balance right yeah yeah 100 percent. the so you guys don't live close you live close you work together out of your office how's that work what's the structure we're pretty remote now i think we were very we prior to the pandemic we were a remote business across mm. 24 locations around yeah. australia right and we didn't realize it you know we yeah. used a, some video tool that we didn't know how to use properly and then you know COVID happened and we had to learn how to live stream workouts and blah yeah. blah blah but i think we've really lent into that um we do have a, a head office in sydney city that we're in a few times a week um, but trying to be out on site as much as possible at the moment because that's where where things actually change right there's yeah. no point mm -hmm. sitting behind a desk just typing away on a spreadsheet if you, your gym isn't working yep. um, what can you do to, to actually fix it and improve it and get out there and actually learn learn what's going on um has meant a lot of travel over the last few years for for all of us um little bit less this year and kind of dialing in and leaning into what needs to be done here because it's a pretty tough world at the moment um so just trying to get all those things but yeah our team are kind of based everywhere i live pretty close to the city so it's probably easiest for me to get everywhere although i'm always last like today <laughs> <laughs> but like i've even like obviously like i'm conscious of like i'll follow you guys on socials follow og on socials so like i'm conscious of it but you can feel the effort that you guys are putting in to the team even by you, Dan, doing classes at five o'clock in the morning, like it's. I think it's really cool to see you know the owners or the founders roll their sleeves up and, and grab a shovel and have a dig. And and I'm sure like have you noticeably seen? Yeah, well, that's why we started, right? Yeah, and that's what we enjoyed doing at the start. And it was just sort of getting back to those roots a little bit. Um, and you know, mm. seeing people like the most rewarding thing for me, seeing our staff members, people who work with us, you know, just progress and become better in running their studios, run awesome sessions, enjoy coming to team events with us. That's the re rewarding thing for me. Yeah. yeah. There was, mm. I was going to say, the other thing too is you build a brand within a brand. Mm. You know, like the OG group is its own sort of entity within a broader thing. Yeah, and yeah. Like that was obviously a conscious decision and it's like, and then you're just going to 
double down on that as you grow? Because like, and I don't, I don't know what the city market is like, but do people? Do you think, yeah, trainers or you know managers, they want to come work for the OG group over another sort of? Well, that was the plan. Yeah, that, that's yeah. the idea. Do, do you feel like it. that's working? Because again, just touch on when, with the growth. Like, you know, you mentioned George. With growth comes the opportunity for staff members to grow as well. Which, you know, if, if the business stops growing, then and they goes, you got people within the ranks that want to still see growth. And they can't see it. That's where the frustration kicks in as well. And you, know, you mentioned when you're in, which is obviously how Opulent even started, right? Because yeah. you guys were in a business that you didn't have yeah, that, correct. didn't have the opportunity. So it's like, well, we'll go make our own opportunity. So like, it's a tricky thing where. Yeah, like obviously, you sort of scale down. You got to obviously try to yeah, get that get that message out of the guys and sort of let them know too, but also provide them that opportunity to for a pathway to growth as well. Yeah, and you can mm. we can we've come up with good structures for as a big, longer path as we possibly can, yeah. right? But there will be times, and George mentioned it earlier, where that that path sort of does come to an end for certain people, yeah. and that's but you, that's got to be okay. Yeah, yeah. and you got to support that. Um, might not always be ideal timing, but it's you, you find a way and and you find the next right person and you try and keep them as happy as possible and educate them as much as they can and help them grow and help mm. them, you know, along that pathway. And if they get to the end of their path, whether it's 12, 18, 24, whatever it is, months, you know, it's, um, that's all, that's all right. Yeah. 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 OG brand, I think what we just tried to do was, like you said, like document what we'd already had Done. between the three of us. And we used to have this joke when we were early days, three, four gyms of like, who ran the best session as a pair? So like it was like, nah, Dan and I are the dream team. Like yeah. you and Joel got nothing Dan, on us. Right? Dan and Dan. Dan, yeah. Joel and I are the dream team, obviously. <laughs> so I think that's kind of where it came from. The, like the OG, team. the dream team, dream works, right? Like yeah. trying to create some that kind of like fun, you know, hardworking um, culture that, you know, where you can still work really hard, see progression, but you actually want to be there. And we try and create, which has obviously been thrown out the door when you can't leave your house and all those sort of barriers that have come for the last few years. But try and have a lot of like value adds for our team and our members where you know, like the indoor sports day we had the other day where I obviously won every game and of course thought, um, true <laughs> <laughs> winning day <laughs> but just little things like that that you know add that level of extra to your team um, and your people because the they're, they're the scale part of that as well though the scale part of that's the hardest part of it yeah. so like what you know, eighty percent of people might love. There might be twenty percent who don't actually enjoy coming to play sport yeah, or yeah. doing things like that. So it's never going to be perfect for everybody. You've got to try and make it as good as you can, right? Yeah, it's the effort. Like that, yeah. the, it's the perception of effort. Like these guys are trying. Yeah. Mm. What is it? I'll start with you, George. What What do you love about business? What is it that? Ah, uh, I love the challenge. I think I've always loved that challenge. Some that you you can't do, and you get told you can't, and then it just makes you want to do it more. It's like right? Fuck you. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, like you're, you're constantly battling and fighting in the background to try and make things happen and think about things a little bit differently than everyone else is and like seeing a, a barrier or something that's going to stop you and find a way to get around it or knock it over or, you know, dig a tunnel underneath, I think is probably what I like most, that problem solving side. And that's why I like physio, right? Like you literally got someone walking in and they're bent over and you're like yeah. sitting there trying to figure out what's going on with them and how you can fix it as fast as possible to make their life better um, in a way that's what you're trying to do with your business and with your members and constantly trying to evolve um, the people side's awesome too though like you'd I love seeing you know our people succeed and be happy and, and create things and um, you know having people that are smarter than you around you where you, you go oh, wow cool that's how cool is that what they yeah. created right that's awesome um, and seeing them come up with those ideas and problem solve for themselves and creating space mm. for that. But yeah, that's it's challenge business. I think that's what I love about it most. And then, you know, really we really try and celebrate the things when we win 
um, and really try and learn from them when we lose, right? So yeah, like if you look back on like eighteen-year-old George, are you where you thought you would be now? Like, or have you surpassed your hopes and dreams? You, like, Full forward for the Sydney Swans didn't quite work out. <laughs> <laughs> I think my five foot one going on six foot isn't isn't quite working out for that goal. Was that like? Did you want to play? Like, is that what you wanted to do? Did you want to play professional? I ne- never really knew what yeah. I wanted to do. Yeah. Like I managed to get a into university in Sydney and from Hobart yeah. um, to study physio. Managed to get a sports scholarship to play footy. It was like, how good's this? You know, it all just kind of worked. And then we worked, took this casual job and met these two legends yeah. and said, oh. I start this gym I'll chuck a physio room in the back which I did for years and mm. I think Dan even signed me up to the first F45 conference with physio as my middle name yeah. I've still got the name tag at home to get get clients and all those things and yeah just just constantly chasing so- something new um, and evolving throughout it never thought I'd end up here or had aspirations to own a big group of gyms yeah. I know, knew that I loved people I loved problem solving um, and loved like trying to evolve and be yeah. different next tomorrow than I am today. Yeah. Um, so, still chasing that, and I think, and you know, doing things a little bit differently. Definitely, don't want to be the ex- in the exact same spot I am now tomorrow or yeah. in mm. ten years' time, right? I think, and that's probably alludes to like why we've created the culture we have for our staff and how we develop throughout the journey for our first five six years. It's obviously been a lot different for the last few years, and that's been a massive learning point, right, for us from a business point of view. Um, but you know, take the good times with the bad and learn from them and truck on so yeah what about yeah. you boys like young families now like obviously like mm. things have changed personally for you like it like what yeah. is do you still is it the same reasons why you like why you got into business that you still like business now or yeah i think uh when you're sim- similar to jordan like i think we all have that phase where you're not sure what you want to do and you just fall into a job like i was in retail um and knew i was great at people and and then yeah fell into the gym industry but had this burning desire especially after having a kid and that responsibility landing on my lap of like you know how can I rework this you know this time that I put towards business and and making a living to actually leverage you know um so that I can spend more time with my kids and and that's kind of the why behind it and not to just be you know on all the time and have that ability to like I was talking about you know have that space yeah um and I see business is very black and white, right? You know, you, you put in time and, and you get a result, hopefully a good one. Um, but when you're working for someone, not always, but it can often be a very gray area. So, you know, you push, 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 you know, pour, pour your sweat into it. And it's usually the, the way it's structured, it can be the same result, you know, year on year. So to, to leverage that whole scenario where you can develop, you know, similar to Jordan said, um, where you evolve and, um, yeah, just putting, I, I was always big on like being big on the moment and spontaneous and just throwing myself out there and seeing, you know, if the if the wind kind of catches. Um, but yeah, definitely surprised. I think we ex- we catapulted so far forward, I think, because, because the three of us all had that, you know, ambition. Um, and the great thing about being partners is that we can, you know, lean on each other and we can have sick days here and there. Because it, you know, it can be go 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 when yeah. you're when you're a bit um, business owner. Um, and I think too, it's like um, like I know I speak for myself, right? Like when when you are in a partnership with someone that you have so much respect for, like you you want to you want to put a huge effort in, so you know we can all rise together. Because everyone mm. like there's like a 
you can feel it if you're sort of falling behind, you know, like Zach's winning, he's doing this, he's doing this. I'm like, fuck, like I'm not doing enough. Like I'm, mm. yeah, like you pushed yeah. to go, yeah, like you're, it's a competition inside your, inside ourselves. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Dan? What do you love about business, man? Yeah, the first thing that comes to mind is probably the freedom. Yeah. The freedom doesn't mean you can work an hour a day or, yeah. or have four weeks off for no, for no mm. reason. Freedom, I think more to, to create the business you want to create. Yeah. To help the people you want to help, to, yeah, drive it where you want to drive it. So that's sort of what I think is a really mm. enjoyable part of it, which I didn't know or didn't, you know, know if that was going to happen or expect that. Um, but that's probably a part that I that I love. Um, and I think for myself, I think leadership and just not so much by talking but by doing is sort of a big skill of mine that um, – would had to had to lean into, and and that's from sport. From you know, I wasn't the person who would you know if I was captaining the team, I wouldn't go and rile everyone up at halftime or before the game and give this big speech. I would just be like, "Come on, boys, follow me. Yeah, I'm going to show you what we're going to do, and this I'm, is what we're going to do." I'm mm. on this yeah, yeah. So that's then, um, when he's talking about the blokes, talking about George. George. Yeah, George, 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 <laughs> the follow me. George. He goes in front. I keep the guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that uh, that's my style, and everyone's yeah. different, right? And and these boys, their style is slightly differently, and it, and it works to have. Sort of all three combined in different scenarios, like the Power Rangers. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. Probably white. The grey one today. Emerge in. I think freedom is massive as well. Mm. And there's even things like, and like we sometimes you can take it for granted. It's like after this you're going to go to the gym. Right? Yeah. And it's like cool. You're going to train together. Yeah. And it's like if you're at work anywhere, you don't just leave and go and train for somewhere. For, yeah. Yeah. You know, the middle of the day. Or, and have the have the ability the ability to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And to go and catch up with. All right. Our manager here, I think we should go and catch up with them. I'll go yeah. take them for brekkie and we'll yeah. go catch up there. So, I mean, freedom in those choices yeah. and freedom in the direction you can you can drive decisions and, and the business. Yeah. Dan doesn't yeah. like being paired with me in the gym anymore, though. Doesn't I was making work too hard. What, what happened yesterday? <laughs> Smoke then? What do you reckon? <laughs> it was a heart rate test workout yesterday. Old mate didn't have his heart rate above 130. You tell Super me. Fit. You tell me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super fit. <laughs> Broken Apple Watch. Uh, have a look at the calories on the ergs, mate. <laughs> Um, the flexibility, freedom, huge, mm. right? And, and I think too, um, it's important that like every now and then you can zoom out and go like, look what we build or look what we've done or look what we're doing, um, because like having control of your time, like a lot of people don't have that, right? Mm. And it's like something that shouldn't be overlooked or taken for granted. Um, yeah, it's like Joel's analogy. You, you're trying to manage this whole forest of trees, right? You got to zoom in and check the trees sometimes and make sure they're growing but you got to look at them all they yeah. could be burning down over there so. yeah yeah hmm. yeah and that's kind of what we're doing now like when the world changes and you have challenges the the obvious thing is to like zoom back in you yeah, know, yeah. And, and come back to the customer facing you know how okay how does it feel when they're walking into the studio and walking out and and really getting in touch again hmm. um, which you know things can work um, in in one world but then when that changes, yeah, like Jordan said, like it needs to evolve and si systems and processes also have to be bought in by the people delivering them. So it's almost um, the art of selling to, to your staff. Yeah. And and sometimes that mean, means repackaging it and, you know, um, speaking to it in a fresh way to get them to buy in and, and listen and, and making it simple, stupid. Um, Nothing like the manual we write that never gets read. We've done <laughs> yeah, it so many times, uh, yeah, but yeah. it means the manual's wrong. Shouldn't yeah. be like that, right? Yeah, so. correct. And I, like I love what you said there too. It's like your marketing at your team. Mm. It's like we're trying to sell our values and our goals to our team. And yeah. I think um, 
you can do that by not even talking about work, right? You can talk about your thoughts and feelings around this, or mm. you mm. can share like almost like a diary and but tell them about what you did with the kids on the weekend, or like they're the little things that will get read because it's like it's like oh, I get an insight of like who these guys are as people, especially because yeah. you now have two hundred employees across the world that like that some of which you don't know who they are. Mm. You've never shaken their hand or given them a hug before. So being yep. able to read an email or, or a text message from you know, HQ and get inside who they are is massive because you know they're getting buy into your values. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely right. And there's more we can do on that and that's that's the plan. So we're doing things, yeah. absolutely, but could we do more? Yeah, and we should look at different ways to do it for sure. Yeah, and mm. I think too, like that, what Zach touched on that structure, what I love about the OG structure is that if I'm a PT, and I do have ambitions and goals to like progress, like you can very clearly look at the OG structure and go, I can be a PT here and do an amazing job. And then one day maybe be a head coach or a manager. And then one day maybe be a performance coach. And again, you keep on knocking on doors. I know you guys, it's like, hey, like I want George's job. You know, like Mm. if I'm a young PT, it's Mm. like, I don't think any of you guys, you have a young stud coming up, guy or girl, like the opportunities are there. And I think it's huge because like outside of the OG, it's, it's not a thing, you can't do it. Thanks, man. And where are we hiring at the moment? Should we give it a little plug? Yeah. yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> no, there's been a number of staff that have moved up, moved sideways, a handful overseas as well. So yeah. it's, it's really cool to see. But like a, 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 an example of like look, stepping back and seeing the result of possibly some of our systems and culture is probably like when we're at our Christmas parties, you know, meeting staff that may have worked with us that whole year and, and hearing how much they love what they do yeah. um, and love the culture. Um, that's kind of really rewarding. And I, I met one of them the other day and, you know, that had worked for us. I didn't know that they'd worked for us as long as they had. Um, but it's like knowing that they were nurtured, you know, and, and enjoying their day-to-day mm. without me being that level of in, in touch with it yeah. um, shows that we have a team, we have mm. levels of teams, you know, in our group that are practicing, do you know? Yeah, that, that culture. The guys we've got in our little head office at the moment are brilliant, mm. amazing. They've brought in everything we've tried to do, delivered it better than we probably could in a lot of cases, right? Um, and got a lot of people on board, yeah. which is yeah, amazing. What what they do is a huge part of, of where we are now. Yeah. Synthesize yeah. all the crap we put out, right? Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> but a good example of that progression is Andrea who runs, and he's our business partner in Canada. Across the three studios mm. there, she worked for us as a trainer at our one of our city locations in 2018, 17, started, mm. worked with us for two and a half, three years, moved back to Canada, and we now own three gyms that are in mm. Canada. Mm. So That's that amazing. kind of progression, and you look where how much she's learned over the journey mm. from that day she ran the first class, and she always did an awesome job, and she's still doing that exact same thing but on scale and getting other people to do it at that stage which we look at bringing in other support for her and that's that's super fulfilling it's awesome um Mm. really really awesome need to get over to canada actually yeah true thick coat so like uh, well even as you said that george it's like a little bit of like that fun and the buzz of like doing deals is like that especially right now as things are sort of pause it's like you still Mm. get that same excitement out of watching these other guys grow and become better inside your team yeah, yeah you've got to value different things because there's time and place for everything right um you know uber probably wouldn't work now if it started now because the cash yeah. rate's too much so mm. lots of lots of got to know what the world's doing too and choose your path strategically at the time i think yeah what's um what's the what's the big plan like where do you guys see yourselves sort of land or lie 
There's no. We've never really put an end point on it. Um, the goal would be to to grow again at the right time, yeah, and to time that. And we're getting a lot of confidence from HQ again now, and that that's sort of progressing positively, which is awesome. The workout's still amazing. Like we've done three this week already. I did four or five last week. Like the workouts are incredible still. Yeah. Um. So and that's your key product, yeah. right? I think they're better than ever. Yeah, I I agree. Yeah, I, yeah better than ever for yeah. sure. And especially this week have been fantastic too. So. That w- that'll always be there. It's just the little things around that that we need to tweak and get right and, and grow at the right time. So there's still a lot of lessons to be learned and a lot of growth for us to do, uh, but we've never really put an end timeline on it. Underst- understanding like our value point in the whole yeah. chain too, right? Like we love F45 and everything it's about, um, but we do have another brand, FS8 now too, which mm-hmm. is performing relatively well across the, the four locations and a Mm. kind of recovery concept which will open soon so keep your eyes peeled in the next yeah. sort of two three months in a couple of our sydney locations in commingling tenancies that mm. just adds value back to our members yeah, and customers because yeah. that's what we need to do right continue to look after them and zoom in and figure out they what they want and need and provide it in in a really good way um, and just continuing to evolve along that line too and leaning into the, sure. the thing that's working most right so yeah um, what is it, Dan? Like you mentioned, like the HQ is like what? What is it that sort of gives you the confidence now? Or something? What is it that you're really enjoying or excited about? Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, tech, right? I think our big difference is is the tech point of view is probably yeah. the first thing that comes to mind. Um, you know, we had some good catch ups with HQ guys, and that was fantastic. Got all the franchisees yeah. pumped up, ready for a big sort of six twelve months. Um, but our point of difference, I still think, is, is our tech side of things. So what's coming on the, you know, the screens and the, the app that's coming and the the way the workouts are run and the, and the variations that we're going to have and the flexibility on that as well. There's there's a lot of really cool things coming, um, yeah. and they're not just coming; they are actually coming. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's mm. happening, um, and they're things that probably got put on pause where their focus shifted a little bit to more sort of growth rather than you know the franchisee and the product. But now the big shift back towards that. Um, is only going to be beneficial for us and the entire network. Yeah, science back workouts. For like some anyone listening who tried F45 in 2015 to 2017, come try it again. Yeah. We've evolved. Mm, it's yeah, completely it's different. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Super cool. Um, awesome, boys. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, yeah, I appreciate all your time. It's it's cool to get a, a bit of a look behind the curtain and understand who you guys are as people and um, what Opulent stand for and, and sort of your visions and goals for the future and, yeah, how you navigated, like, at the start and in the challenges like COVID as well. So, yeah, I appreciate you all very much and, yeah, look forward to catch up in fun. another five years and, and yeah, hear yeah. about the other 100 that you... Watch out. Yeah. Watch this space. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. awesome. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. Thanks, thanks boys.